0: Hi and welcome to Cello Emoji Chats. I'm your host Liz Lee, otherwise known as Cello Emoji, and I'm here to talk about tips and tools to help you on your cello journey. Hello and welcome to episode 13 of Cello Emoji Chats. And I titled today's episode, There Are Only 3.5 Positions. Now, when you are learning cello, uh, there is always the question of what position am I in? Uh, especially when people are learning new pieces of music and you find that you have to like move your hand around on the cello. I often get that question of like, where is this in terms of positions? And I just like to say, Maybe this is contrary to popular belief, but there really is only three and a half positions that you really have to worry about on the cello. Now, the first position would be first position. So this is when you're at the very beginning of learning cello, and um, these are all the notes that usually have tapes and lines on them, Um, and it is often the very first position that you learn. And this is a pretty basic position um, in terms of you really want it to feel like home base. You really want it to feel like you're not searching around for it. And while in the beginning we all have to look at our hands in terms of where we are um, on the cello and making sure that our fingers are lining up with the tapes, uh, at the end of the day, you want to be able to do this without having to look at your hand. You want to kind of feel it physically and know that you are in the right position. Or, you know, you can also start to identify when you are in tune or out of tune. Next, uh, there are definitely positions in the, in between, by the way. <laughs> I'm not saying that there are only three and a half positions on the cello. Of course, there are many other positions on the cello, but the next one that I emphasize is fourth position. Now, fourth position can start to get into a little bit of gray area. Um, Fourth position is when your thumb is in the curve of the neck, and hopefully your arm and hand are not touching the side of the cello, but your left hand is kind of in that still nice curled, curved shape and you are higher up on the neck. Um, And I find that this is an important position to remember because A, uh, the first finger should be where an E would be. And that note I find is a really common note in a lot of pieces of music where you either have to shift to find it or it's like a transition note. Um, And it is definitely one that is pretty common in more advanced music. So I do recommend that you are able to find this E, uh, whether it's a sticker on it, or whether you are just practicing finding it, but you should be able to find it with all your fingers, one, two, three, and four. But the formal fourth position start is when your first finger is on that E and then second finger is on F natural, third finger is on F sharp and fourth finger is on a G. I'm I'm referring to all the notes on the A string, of course. Um, This is definitely a position that is often used as like a transition position. Um, Around this area, you should be actually covering most of your two octave scales at this point. Um, and you know, it's, it opens up a range of notes more than just in the lower positions and on the lower strings. And, um, also it, it kind of begs the question of like, how can I play certain notes in different positions that makes my job a lot easier on playing certain pieces of music? So for example, um, maybe open a, is an option but maybe you can play a fingered a so you're you're actually pushing down the string for an a on a different string and that will make the passage easier or um vice versa if you if you are in position and then you have to find some other notes maybe an open string is easier like it it just really opens up the possibilities in terms of fingerings of how to do certain passages and yeah it can be a little bit more complicated but It is also just part of getting better at playing cello. Next is what I call thumb position. Now, thumb position, I feel like formally it's taught where your thumb is actually used on the harmonic D and the harmonic A on the cello. And then you just go up higher from there. But the reality is, is that we actually have to use thumb position pretty much all over the cello. Um, and so it is important to understand that thumb position in my book refers to any position or any piece of music uh, where you actually have to use your thumb as a fingering, that is. Um, and that can definitely be a little bit confusing, but hopefully by the time you are actually learning thumb position, you're no longer even asking the question, what position am I in? Because at the end of the day, like I said, you just you just have to play the notes and you have to know your fingerboard geography and you have so many tools that you can use to help verify whether you're even playing the right note or not. Um, these are really important things to use as reference and to think about more so than what position am I in? Because sometimes that doesn't even help you find the note. So that is thumb position. And then the uh, half position is kind of the uh, tongue-in-cheek, just to help you remember it. Um, The reason why I say 3.5 position is because the last position that I think is important to know is half position, so this is when your hand, you start out in first position and then you move your whole hand backwards um, a half step. So this is what I refer to as half position. So say you're on the A string, your first finger would be on an A sharp slash B flat your second finger would be on the B natural, your third finger would be on the C natural, and your fourth finger would be on the C sharp. And so this is in non-extended position, and that would be half position. And it is not often uh, even used in terms of like, here's a formal piece that explores half position. Um, I know there are some books out there that do that, um, but it is an important position. I feel like it's Uh, A lot of times we talk about extension backwards, but to actually have your hand in that position can really make a lot of passages really easy, Um, but oftentimes our hand is so used to just stopping at first position, then half position feels a little bit awkward. So it is important that you uh, make these distinctions for yourself, Now, I get it, 3.5 positions, perhaps it seems a little bit too simple to explain all the various notes and combinations that you can do on your cello, but, you know, why make it more complicated than it needs to be? Um, In terms of when you move your hand outside of first position to any position, uh, you want to be able to know, what are my other fingers capable of playing? Um, too often most students in the beginning are just looking at numbers which is a totally legitimate way of learning to play music but if you can really figure out okay if my hand is in this spot I can play all of these notes sometimes you can just save yourself so much headache in terms of um Where are these notes and how am I going to find them? And um, having a way to have things fit in your hand without having to shift around a lot—I mean, that is just pure gold. That just makes things so much easier. Um, And a lot of people talk about, well, if I just had a giant hand, I can just feel like everything is a big stretch. But the reality is, is that most of us has an average size hand with an average size extension, um, and. You just have to make do. You have to find a way to make these pieces of music happen. Um, And it's not always easy. Uh, Sometimes there really is no good option of fingering and you have to just do something that's awkward. But it doesn't mean that you can't do it. It just takes a little bit extra work. So I just wanted to kind of explain my take on positions because I feel like this is something that always comes up in terms of when you're, especially if you're like an intermediate player, I find that happens a lot. Um, They often say like, oh, well, what position is this or do I have to move my hand this high? And they sort of demonstrate the movement, um, which doesn't make much sense, uh, but If you just kind of think it through a little bit logically, um, you can definitely figure out how am I supposed to move my hand to find this note or that note? Of course, this is definitely helpful if you have... A teacher to guide you. But even if you just watched a YouTube video to see how someone was moving their hand when they were playing your piece, um, this is such a great resource that's out there. I mean, watch people play and you'll get a better idea on A, what the piece of music is supposed to sound like, and B, perhaps one good option of how you're able to play the notes. Um, so, This is kind of my short take on there are only three and a half positions on the cello that you really have to worry about. And uh, I think this may be up for discussion. Some people may argue with me on that and that there should be a very clear uh, explanation of every position. But I challenge that in terms of, well, at the end of the day, you just have to play the notes on the page regardless of what position you're in. I mean, maybe the position helps you find it, but I will be the first to say, if you are not in a Suzuki book, (laughs) there is no piece of music that will actually explain what position you are in. Instead, they just put the notes on the page and they expect you to play it. You're even lucky if you get a good set of fingerings uh, to play these pieces of music with. Uh, So knowing fingerboard geography is far more important than knowing what position I actually am in. And one last side note about fingerings. At the end of the day, there are multiple ways you can play certain passages with different fingerings, and every hand is a little bit different. When it comes to learning a piece of music, I say try all the options. You know, like Suzuki has, sometimes in the intermediate books, it has multiple fingering options. Um, as well as, you know, some other pieces of music that are not Suzuki books, they'll have fingerings in there. And some of them are actually pretty good. You know, some of them are worth trying. But we all have our preferences. We definitely prefer certain fingers over others. Um, but you Again, when you are learning, you want to expand your toolbox of possibilities. So you don't want to be stuck with, I can only play an E with my pinky or something like that. You want to be able to find these notes and try these different things. And who knows, you might actually find that certain fingerings are easier than others. And that is actually kind of how you decide which set of fingerings to do. You try them both. And one will definitely clearly be better. It'll be more in tune. It'll be easier to move around. It'll feel a little more natural. Um, and that is the fingering that you should do because we want to go for these high percentage uh, intonation uh, fingerings to help us play the piece a lot more easier. So I hope that this was an interesting and helpful episode talking about positions Um we don't need to complicate playing cello any more than it already is. I mean, it's already a pretty complex maneuver where you have to coordinate two hands. Um, I think sometimes if our brain gets too involved into thinking about non-important things like what position you're in, um, it just makes things a lot more complicated than it needs to be. If you found this episode helpful and you like these cello emoji chats, I would really appreciate you shooting me a review on either Apple Podcasts or wherever you are listening to this uh, podcast episode. All your reviews definitely helps uh, spread the message of this podcast to other people who are just like you, who are interested in learning more about cello things and playing the cello. Alright guys, until next time, cello on!